what the word hashkafa means. I want to talk about hashkafa this morning, but I want to know what the word hashkafa means, and I want to talk more about the word hashkafa. Could anybody here translate the word hashkafa? So David says the word hashkafa is out, outlook. The word vayashkaf means to look. Hashkafa means to look. And hashkafa is your outlook on life. What you see. That's hashkafa. What do you see? Now, Zevi, I want, don't write it over now. No phones. I want everybody, I want you to hear Stark, Zevi. Zevi, the word hashkafa, Aiki, hear the word. What does the word hashkafa mean? Outlook. outlook. What you see, what your view of the world is. Now, most people's hashkafa sachayim, what they see, how they see, just happens by itself. They just let it sort of just like happen. What they see and how they see happens. I want to talk about a person who works on himself to develop his hashkafa. A person who's a much more worked on person who doesn't just, oh, it happened, you know what I... Two people can see the same thing and see an entirely different thing. A kid walks in right now with Tarbe Smash, none of us know. He walks in, he's coming here for Shabbos, looking around, he comes for Shabbos, he doesn't know us, we don't know him. One person can see, when the person walks in, he has a huge chuck, and he has clothing that, I dare, he's a modern guy, and they say a bum or something, that's, that's one person's view of what they mm-hmm. see. And a person who worked on himself sees a very sensitive, bright guy. Really bright and they see something different. The same person. Now if a person just a person could just leave up to chance what he sees on his life or can work on himself. There's some people based on the, what they worked on, their ashkafa, their outlook on life, they worked on themselves. To the point when a person walks in, the worked on guy, because he worked on himself, not just it happened, he's like, Whoa, good person, wow. Because he worked on not being superficial. He worked on having a certain a certain outlook on life that he's not a superficial viewer. So he doesn't say, oh my gosh, you see his hair is long. He doesn't. That's not his outlook on life based on work. Based on real work on himself. Not because he's a positive person. Not because that happened to have happened to him. He has a developed sachayim. His outlook has been developed, his viewpoint to the world, to the point that somebody comes, he doesn't see a... Our job is to develop Ashkafa Sachayim, not just so, I see my Ashkafa as this. It's not just what you don't like, check out your Ashkafa, you develop your Ashkafa. We decide what we're seeing and how we're seeing and how true the vision we see. We don't just go based. If a guy doesn't develop it, his outlook tends to be from a movie he saw in, from Rambo. We want to develop how we're seeing, what we're seeing, what we're perceiving. We want to develop our Ashkafa Sachayim. I want to point to Ashkafa Sachayim that Yaakov Avinu, something Yaakov sees, the way he sees an event unfold and how, how developed that is and how important it is for us to develop such Ashkafa Sachayim. There's so many areas with work, we could have a different view of the same events happening. Red Miller, the guys know I'm studying the Red Miller Sefer right now. Red Miller had an unbelievably developed view of life. Reb Miller saw a beautiful lawn. He felt a kiss from Hashem. 
That's an outlook. That's Ashkafu, but that's not something that it came with years of work, years of his boininess, years of learning, of studying hard. That Rev Miller saw a beautiful lawn, he felt the kiss. He said on himself that he had more pleasure from a guy's lawn than the guy had from his own lawn. It gave him, he said on himself that from the highest moments of his life, that he felt he was once walking in the Carpathian Mountains in Lithuania, and he was walking around there, and he saw a flower, and he stared at it for an hour. Rev. Miller understood the workings of a flower, and he studied the flower. He said he came to Madrega, Karov Lenevoa, that was close to prophecy. Rev. Miller saw in the flower, he was staring at Hashem. He understood the existence of Hashem. Tremendous moment of clarity. Tremendous moment of emuna. That's Ashkofa Sachayim. Also, another guy passed by flower. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> they don't see the kiss of Hashem. Bishvili Nevrail was made for me. Hashem, you love me. You made it for me. A developed Ashkofa Sachayim through much work. Through much thought and much work. Picture the person who's 60. Like, what he sees is just half chance. Like, there's no work. There's no development. It's just, if he saw this movie, heard this radio show, heard this thing. So that's, that's his outlook on life, whatever happens. As opposed to a person through thought. We have a lot of imagination up here. It's a whole mushka babble. But a person who develops himself, who works, who thinks, who studies the Torah and really develops Ashkaf Sachayim, what he sees is different than the next person. Rev. Miller advised, he, had a, he, had, he has something called the Ten Steps to Greatness. He advised working on oneself that when you see a person, to see Tzalem Elohim, to see majesty, to see a glorious person. That's work, to train yourself. What a lucky person. A yid walked into the room, another person says, whoa, he has cuts on his pants, well, he has holes, he must be, his jeans... Oh, like you missed the whole boat. You don't, you don't know how to see. You don't know what you're seeing. You're an underdeveloped view. Such a superficial view. Such, ah, you missed the whole thing. To another person who's worked on himself, who sees, well, Selim Elohim, intimidating person. Develop. But that takes work. It doesn't take four seconds. It takes significant work. I entive constant work on himself. So I want to talk about something in the parasha that to me is Ashkafas Achayim, is an outlook of life that Yaakov Avinu, our Av, our Av, our father has, and something that we can incorporate into our lives. Esav's coming to Yaakov. We know it from when we're little kids. Esav was coming. We know it's a story from when we're little kids. Esav's coming, bearing down on Yaakov. Scary event. His life is on the line. The Pashtun says Esav's going to kill him. With Esav's whole crew, armies and soldiers and generals, a hired army of mercenaries. They're mercenaries. They're hired, hired soldiers. And Esav's coming with this army that he's hired to kill Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov sees Esav, he says a line that's life-changing, Aiki. But this line, I want us to work on, this is something to work on all our lives. To really work on and acquiring this middah. Yaakov Avinu sees Esav, and he says to Esav, Ki ra'isi panecha. Seeing your face, kirois is like seeing God. 
Now, being honest, full disclosure, some Mepharshim learn, it means you have the face of an angel, Esav. I just love seeing you. You're angelic. Esav, murderous Esav. You're angelic, Esav. So the Gemara speaks about that you're allowed to flatter Rishon. Chanifa, which is an Isidarai, said to flatter somebody. Bishas Sakana, you could flatter a Russia. That's a Gemara, a long conversation. Rabbeinu Yoyinus says you have to give up your life not to flatter somebody. Ramesha Feinstein asks the Kasha, this type of flattery. Ramesha says if you, if you say a Russia, you're not a Russia, that flattery you have to give up your life for. He's a Russia, you can't say he's not. This flattery said you have an angelic face. Okay, you didn't say you're not a Russia. You have an angelic face. It needs work. Lemaisa, Esav says to, Yaakov says to Esav, seeing your face, an angelic face. Comes, comes, come, Rabbi said that, but simple pshat. He says, seeing your face, I see God. When I see you, I see God, Vinny. There's something so profound. Zevi, there's something, this is life-changing line. No, no, no. Don't tell somebody else. I want to tell it to us. Zevi, this is life-changing. When Yaakov Avinu sees Esav, Eli, he sees the thread of Esav bearing down on him. Esav's bearing down. Says Yaakov Avinu, Aiki, I don't see you, I see God. I don't see you, I see God. Do you hear what Yaakov Avinu said? When he faces threats, you can attach whatever name you want to the threat. I just see Hashem, that's all I see. I'm scared, Yaakov was scared. But the scare is because Hashem, you're la- the scare is all I see, I don't see you as the threat. It's all in Hashem's hands. It doesn't matter who the attacker is, and it doesn't mean I'm not afraid, because maybe there's din. But I see it's all in Hashem's hands. I don't see you, Esav. Cain Raisi Panecha, seeing your face, Kirois Kim, is literally just seeing Hashem. That's all I see. It's totally in Hashem. That's it. It's totally in Hashem. That's it. That's all I see. Kirois Kim. You can call, put the threat, whatever you want to label it, but all you should see is the workings of God. All you should see, it's all totally what Hashem decides. It doesn't mean you're not afraid. Being realistic, you're scared. But why are you scared? Because Hashem sometimes punishes. And Hashem sent a threat. Hashem sent a threat. So I don't care, you're ace of, you're this, you're that. Whatever you are, I just see Hashem. That is years of a person working on emuna. Working on seeing everything's from Hashem. It's all that's enoid movada. All that matters is God. So it doesn't matter the different uniform the enemy is wearing. I don't see a different enemy. I just see Hashem. That's all I see, says Yaakov Avinu. That is our Messiah in all the different situations of our lives, all the different threatening situations of our lives. To just see Hashem, Kirais Penelo Kim. It's not that particular enemy that's our enemy. It's just Hashem. Call him the, the king of Iran. Call him whatever you want. It's all different versions of all. It's just Hashem. And the Iker is to turn back to Hashem. The Iker is to turn to Hashem and daven to Hashem and plead to Hashem because all the threat is just Hashem. So that's the first thing. I wanted to share with you. It's an outlook that I don't say we could have this ashkaf. It's not like something you learn from it. Oh, okay, that's okay. my outlook going forward. 
<laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's something that we have to work on ourselves with all the different... And the answer, how do I work on myself? I start with easy things. Easy worries, and it doesn't mean not to do a shtadlus. Because Yaakov Avinu, in this very case, does a shtadlus. He prepares. He prepares with gifts. It has nothing to do. A tzaddik could do all this shtadlus, but I want you to know, Esav, here I've been so busy with you. I'm sending you presents. I'm preparing for war. I'm so busy with you, but I want you to know, that's my ishtadlus, what God wants us to do. But all I see is kirais Kim. All I see is gzeris Hashem. You're coming with this army, you're marching. I just see, uh-oh, Hashem might be upset. There may be gzeris. The ikar I see is tshuva and tefillah. That's the ikar I see. Turn to Hashem. I want you to know that, Esav. With all the attention I'm giving you, with all the preparing for war and prepare for war, I do because the world that you have to do is shtadlus. It's the big difficult. It's the big like almost contradiction of the world. We have to be mishtadel. We have to make efforts. We have to do plans. But the big secret is all our plans. It's gzeiras Hashem, and I'll do it seriously and sincerely because that's what I'm mechuyiv to do. But I want you to know, even though I'm on that plane and on that thing that I'm doing is shtadlus, I want you to know, Esav, Kirois Peneli Kim, Esav, I just see Hashem here. Xera, I have to do a shtadlus, and I'll do this shtadlus as much as I can. But I just see Hashem. And all that matters is my tefillahs, my tshuva, that's all that matters. Nothing else really matters. The other stuff's only but a xera. That's That's the first thing I wanted to share with you. There's a Lushen, there's a Lushen, there's a Lushen of the Ramban. It's going to come in a couple, next week's parasha, not this week's parasha. But I want you to get this in your head. The Ramban says, very short Ramban, it's, this is, we're born to live this Ramban. He says, Agzeira emes charitzos sheker. Everybody say the four words. Aiki, say these four words. Agzeira emes. Charitzos sheker. Charitzos means overexertion. A lot of ishtadlus. Gzeira emes. What Hashem wants to happen is the truth. Charitzos, all your excessive ishtadlus sheker. It's a lie. Gzeira emes. Charitzos sheker. Gzeira, what Hashem's gzeir, that's the truth. That's what happens, what Hashem's gzeir. Charitzos. A person's, all his efforts and working so hard, sheker, it's a lie. That's a lie. The ikr is what Hashem wants. Gzeira emes, that's what's true. What Hashem wants. What? To every extent in the world. Ishtadlus is just because Hashem was mitzavah. Yeah, could be you'll be punished. If you don't do a shtadlus, you won't get rich. But the ikr is what Hashem wants. Like emes. But Hashem's geyser, that's us. I love hearing how people become rich. I'm always, it makes me laugh always. The craziest, weirdest, nuttiest ways people become rich. Despite their shtadlus, the guy's selling plastics, for heaven's sakes. Selling plastics, he becomes rich. The guy's selling, the guy's selling rags. He's selling it's the weirdest thing. There are plenty of people selling that also, though. Sell any potato peels, sell anything. Gzeira MS, Haritza Sheker. It doesn't mean not to do a shtadlus. You're mechoyiv to do a shtadlus, a normal shtadlus. That's Tzivu Yashem. But says Yaakov Avinu, all I see is, all I see is Kerais Panei Alekim. Sorry? How do you know that balance? What's normal? What's, you just do what's normal. So different perspectives. His normals work in 10 hours and my normals work in That's a normal in the world. Societal normals. We know what normal is. When a guy feels he's done what's normal, he should retire for the night. Yes. What? What's the definition of normal? 
I don't like answering that question because I think we're capable of knowing normal. I think you're capable. People, is it normal? We, we know ourselves. We know ourselves. We have a capacity. Ellie, we have a capacity to know normal and to know this is not normal. Every guy who's working like a Meshuggah has the capacity to say, I'm doing too much. Get with your family. Get with, get with things that are important. This is over the top. I can't answer. It's like this. My, a guy in my shir, I remember this. It's funny how history repeats itself. There was a certain thing my Rebbe was talking about being normal in halacha. And a friend of mine, how do I know normal? Like, was fighting my Rebbe for weeks. My Rebbe said, I am not answering this question. Next. And the Bacher was fighting. I am not answering this question. So my Messiah is not to answer that. I feel strongly about that. I had that Messiah from my Rebbe. I remember the Bacher begging. And my Rebbe was refusing for weeks. So you could fight for weeks. My Rebbe taught me not to answer. And I, I don't know at the time if I understood it. A hundred percent. Everybody doesn't need my ass gun. He's right. It's not a question you answer. We know what's normal. We have that capacity. We're created that way. We're created. We know what's normal. We're created. That's not as long as you. When you, whenever you say you are normal, we know what's normal in society. We understand what's normal. It's a good question. That's like fair. That's a fair one. That's a fair one. That's a fair. I admit that's fair. That's reasonable. I still say that we have a sense of what's normal. I think it's very dangerous. My Rebbe's like thing. It's very dangerous when a Rebbe teaches what's normal. I think that's dangerous. That's thinking for a person. Like my Rebbe refused to think for any of us. I think that borders into a line that okay, I'm going to think. You hand in your brains. You know, instead of passing your phones, I'm going to send a basket around. Put your brains in my bag, please. You know, I'm not doing that. That that's. I got donuts. <laughs> There's meat in here that grossed me up, but anyway. I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> well, <laughs> is it what he said? I wanna, I wanted to add to this. To, to, to continue on this theme for a minute, to continue on this theme for a minute, Asaph's coming with an army that he's hired and paid of warriors that are paid to battle Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu sends gifts. Did Yaakov's Ishtadlus work? Did Yaakov Avinu's Ishtadlus work? He sent the gifts and everything's great. If you read the Pesukim well, and I ask guys to look at this, to look at the parasha carefully, did Yaakov in his presence, he tried to butter up Esav with gifts. Some of Esav's murderously mad, has hired a crazy army of mercenaries to kill Yaakov and all his family. Did his trick work? Was Esav, did Esav see all these gifts and just say, Whew, okay, I'm calmed down. If you look at the Pesukim, it's very, very clear that Esav kept coming. That Esav kept coming, and he's coming to kill Yaakov Avinu. He still comes. If it works, he books. You could say, well, he still came. Now he was coming friendly, so why is the army still there? He comes with his army. Vayaretz Esav Lekrasai. Esav runs to him. If you look at Rashi brings Chazal, that he was going to, that he was, there's a lot of dots. When it says he kissed Yaakov Avinu, there are dots all over the words. We have a Messiah. 
to have dots all over the words he kissed them. Vayishakeyu, there's a dot on top of every ice of Vayishakeyu. Esav kisses him. Says Rashi, what are all those dots? He hugged him. First he hugged him. Waterbury. Vayichabkeyu, he hugged him. Vayibal, so he fell. Second he kissed him. Says Rashi, he hugged him. Nisgalgalu rachamav. His rachamim was aroused. Kisharu, when he saw him. When he saw him bowing, all these bowings. And then it's a machloikis why he kissed him. Some say he didn't, the reason for all the dots is it wasn't b'cholibay. It wasn't full heart. That's all the dots he kissed him. It wasn't full hearted. It wasn't the real kiss. Why the dots symbolize that is good. I don't know the answer. On top of every letter of Aishakeyu is a dot saying it wasn't the full kiss, believe Shalom. Good question. I don't know. Shmuel asks, why does the dot symbolize it wasn't believed Shalom? You, you, is it possible, Shmuel, that the dots are like our, you know, we have the quotation quotations. Marks. I wonder if the dots are like that. I wonder. But why do dots represent that? I wouldn't see that call not good. Which one was it? Are dots like quotes? Like he kissed them. <laughs> Somehow it's something like that. The dots are something like we have quotation. What? No quotation. Sometimes you put in. It's quotation. Don't mean a, a, a quote. Quote on quote, like like so to speak. He kissed him. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. That's what, that's what it would mean. That's what it means. He kissed him. Yeah, he kissed him. <laughs> it wasn't Belavsham. The bottom line is, it's Mivur and Chazal that Esau was still smoking mad and wants to kill Yaakov. So listen to the story, Aiki. Esau, because again, we learn this when we're young, but we don't think when we're older. Aiki Eli, Esau's coming to kill him. And Yaakov Avinu has all these plans. But the bottom line is, is when he comes, he kisses him. It's not normal. It's impossible. It makes no sense. He came to kill him and he kisses him. And he was still mad after the presence. The Ishtadlus didn't work of the gifts. That's Mevur and Chazal. He was only in Isgalgul Rachma when he saw him bowing. Somehow he sees him, and the most, it, there's no odds to this. A murderer comes to murder. He's hired an army of murderers. I can't even fathom what his fellow murderers said. Let's go! He's like, stop. And he kisses Yaakov Avinu. Can you imagine a mugger? Just picture the scene. A guy takes somebody at gunpoint to put him to the side to put a bullet through his head. He's killing him. He brings his henchman. Come, we'll bring him to the forest. We'll kill him. They bring the guy to the forest. He takes the gun out, puts it down, and gives him a kiss. That's If Hashem's geyser, Akzeira emes. That's all that matters. If Hashem's geyser, the rush who's coming to kill, could give a kiss instead of a shot. That's, that's what we, in this parasha, the emunah, that we have to acquire, and Yaakov Avinu is the Yisait Tfilas Meirav, his emunah balayla. His emunah in difficult times. Seeing him, is seeing, a, is seeing Hashem, I don't see you, Esau. And if Hashem's geyser, the biggest enemy, instead of shooting, can kiss. And that's what happens. He comes, it, there's no logic to this, there's no sense. But when he sees him, he kisses him, because Hashem runs the world. He was there by Bullock too, no? When he tried to give the clothes true, out. True, then... You could say that they're true. I just want to, I want to study the parish of with good eyes. So took, uh, and then say how we can work in our lives. 
Yeah, when you're in third grade, you heard all these things. He checked his mouth for like jewels or whatever. I don't think they're making shoes up. Uh, like they could be very well to make it interesting for kids. Why not? Is that not true? You just make no, it up on the spot. Like. Very shy. You always, it's, talk, it's funny talking about Ashkafa. Whenever a medrash that, that he bid and whenever a medrash is saying they're giving you a certain outlook, a medrash, you have to like see what Chazal, when you're a little kid, just like, bid him. We're learning the Chazal now. Even the Chazal which says he bid him, what a Chazal communicating to us. When you were a kid, it was cute. He bid him and you're laughing. Now you're not a kid. What were Chazal communicating? What were they telling you? They were telling you that it could have been a bite, or it was a bite, that wanted to be a bite here. Something was forced him to kiss. So it, very shy that Medrash itself is communicating what we're speaking about here. That when Hashem's guy is there, the one who wants to bite and plan to bite and plans to bite, but it's a kiss. Possible. That's what Chazal are trying to get you to see. I don't know. I have to see the Medrash. You have to study the Medrash. What Chazal? What are they trying? They're the trying jewels. to get us to see the Torah says he kissed. Chazal say he bit. That there was a person here who was coming to bite and he kisses. Is it Hashem's geyser that, that the enemy kisses us? Then he could have all the plans in the world. He's going to kiss us, not bite us. There's a Gemara Psachim. He has the following Kashaiki. It says in Hallel, we're about to say Hallel in one week. And it says, let me read it inside. Is there a Siddur in front of anybody? Shuv yes! It says in Hallel, in Hallel, Hebrew. Rebbe, didn't he actually bite him? I thought he bit him in the next The Torah says he kissed him. The, the psukim, so we explained it, we explained it. The psukim, that's what we're saying, when Hashem wants, a bite turns into a kiss. That's when, I, when Hashem's geyser, so a bite is a kiss. But it says like this, Rebbe Kiva, in Hallel, in Hallel it says, Hal, it's a pasuk in Tillim, Kuf Yud Zayin. In Kuf Yud Zayin it says, Halus Hashem Kol Goyim. All the nations sing praise to Hashem, Shabchu Kol Ha'umim. All the nations are mishabeach, praise Hashem. Why? Ki For Hashem does chesed to us. Ask the Gemara, why are the Goyim thanking Hashem for favors to us? We should thank Hashem. Why are they singing hallel that Hashem does favors to us? Hallel Hashem kol Goyim. I can read this to the island. Stop. Halos Hashem Kalgaim, sing Tashem all the nations. Shabchu, praise him all the umim, all the nations. Kigavra Lenu Chasta, for he has done Chesed to us, Why are they singing for the favor, kindness to us? The answer is that often we don't know all the things Hashem saves us from. We don't know what the enemy wanted, all the bites the enemy wants to bite us, and Hashem made him kiss us. We don't know all their plans. We know, they know many times their plans, what, what was meant to be, what should have been, and miraculously wasn't. They praise more than us because they know more than us all the things Hashem saved us from. 
When we see the enemy, just see Hashem. Reluctantly, hands tied, all the reasons and the forces, all the chesed that came to us, they know more than us. I'm saying the praising. What is really intelligence? No. Yeah, yeah, does that? What? Saying Israeli intelligence, they know anything about. No. You're wrong. We sometimes think that way, but we're wrong. Chas v'shalom. No so we try. We we try our best. We, we know Israeli intelligence is FS is zero. We like saying that because we have Hashem. Because Hashem When we start thinking like that, every country has intelligence. All of a sudden, we're the smartest people. America also has intelligence. So does Russia. So does Japan. So does China. We get into patterns because Hashem helps us in saying, "Hey, we have such good intelligence." We like get smug about it. It's of course not. We try our best. We do a shtadlus. Yaakovin also send gifts. Our, our intelligence, when we start thinking like that, it, we, we, we end up losing. It's not us. It, the Gemara in Gittin tells us a story about a very powerful guy, and he, um, and he was winning the war against the guy by himself. He had unbelievable, he was like an Avrami Popko type guy. He could jump. This guy was like an unbelievable. Let me read the Gemara. Please pass again. Let me, let me read the Gemara again. <laughs> What? <laughs> might be, Avrami may be a Gilgal of the guy. But he's not going to make the mistake the guy made. You'll hear. He's the guy minus the mistake. Listen to this, Gemara. It says that the Caesar, Gemara and Gittin Zion Amaralev, Havibuahu Bar Droima, they had a guy, a southerner. This, they had a southerner, I think his name was Avrami, a southerner, it doesn't say that. He had a southerner, the Yidden, Dave Kofitz Milu, was able to jump a mill. It's giving us, a, it's, giving us it's two-thirds of a mile, it doesn't mean literal. You'll let it learn Gemara doesn't mean literal. But it means this guy used to leap, was, was a leaping lizard, just used to fly. It was a popko, it was Avrami. So this guy used to jump. The Kotobu, when he was killing, he Pasha was killing the, Rom- the Romans. He was repelling them. To the point that the Caesar, this guy and his chevr, his henchmen, were doing so much damage to the Romans, the Caesar took his crown, put it on the floor, and said, Rabbi Nishalaylam, Rabbi Nidal Makule, God, you want, please don't give my whole kingdom because of one guy. He's destroying so many of us. But the guy was doing unbelievable, this jumper, this athletic, unbelievable guy, was doing damage. Naira. So says the Gemara, you know what finally stopped this Bardrema? Actually, Bipume. His mouth messed him up, the southerner. He said to Hashem, you forsake us. Hashem, you have forsaken us. You're not going in our armies. And since he said that, he was killed. It's a Pasuk. He's quoting a Pasuk in Tillam. 
Says the Gemara, David, Tmui Kamatama, David was saying it Do you thank God for us? God didn't forsake us. This guy said it by way of saying it's us. Look, the successes are me. Hashem's not with us. And the guy was killed. The Darkuna snake came and, and bit him and he died. And the Bajrama died. So we yid, we made we, we avada, the avada they do a shtadlus. We have a shinbet, we have armies. Wonderful, they do a shtadlus. That's what mechoyu. When a guy gets caught up, that our armies are so, it's like almost funny. America has much more money, much more manpower. Russia has more money, more manpower. China has more money, but we're smarter. We're like somehow. Hmm. It's, it gets silly like that. Of course, we work very hard and we do a shtadlus like everybody's supposed to. I you see so much success. Of course, we have kel. The difference is one difference. What's the difference? We're blessed with some hidden smartness. We have Hashem on our side. That's our secret. Our simple secret. Are there studies that Jews are smarter? Debatably. I've heard different opinions on You can look into it. Are Jews smarter? We have Hashem. If we live by Torah, Torah is machimas pesi. It's smart as the stupid person. It's the Torah that amongst us are smarter. If a guy doesn't, maybe a Zayda learned Torah. Yeah, shladen validin. You have to check the sugya. The simple thing is ki imanu kel. Utsu eitzah v'sufar. They plan out plans and are thwarted. Utsu eitzah. They plan v'su they're thwarted. Dabru dover v'layakum. They say things and it doesn't happen. It doesn't say ki yeshlanu shenbet. It says ki imanu kel. Because Hashem's with us, I'm not a frumi. I'm not a frumi. I love the shenbet. Such good shtadlus. Our army. It's wonderful shtadlus. I would serve in the shenbet. I'd serve in the army if it could be from. It's 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 not that's gewaldig. But the word is to think that's what like separates us becomes like it becomes. It's not. It, it's it's. Why would you think like that? We're somehow. There are also other people are smart too. What do we have that they don't have? What's our secret? Hashem. There's a nation he loves. He loves Avram Avinu. He chose this people. He says that openness. The Torah is written by Hashem. He says he loves the Jewish people. Over and over in the Torah, he says, I love you because of the others. You can be proud of our Shin Ben. I'm very proud of them. They do good work. I'm appreciative. The Ishtadlus is necessary and big time Ishtadlus. To save our lives, Ishtadlus Tiktush, I dare say. Are you smart? Maybe if we're loyal to Torah, Torah is Machimas Pesi. It makes stupid people smart. But the Yisaira Dvarim is ki imanu kel, Hashem's with us. That's what separates us. That's what I believe. So we shouldn't go to the army. I didn't say if you could be from. I don't know if you could be from the army. I don't know. Some people Isn't that interesting, Gamara? You like the jumper. Could. Want to know more about it? What was his technique? <laughs> Parkour. No, you're Rebbe. I thought you're Rebbe. What's your Rebbe's name? Ido, Ido, Ido. Ido? That's what I was thinking of, Ido. Avrami and Ido. He has a Rebbe, Ido. What? Okay, that's why he got knocked out by Diaz. <laughs> he knocked Diaz out too. Uh, okay. He got even. I mean, he got even with him. And then he knocked Alvarez out. This is MMA. From Akiva, from Akiva. Anything I know, anything I know is from Akiva. That's one song. Maybe one Varmus song. One Varmus song, and then, then a quick thing on the parasha. Utsu etzav ezuva Davro davam elayakom Utsu etzav ezuva Davro davam elayakom Ke yeva 
Can I say a second point? What did you want to say, Ash? The Ush. What does Usher mean? Happiness or wealth? Hopefully both. Usher means fortunate. 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 What about all three? It's better than wealth. Wealth is only to be fortunate. But what if he gets all three? There's a piece from there's a piece from Dessler where he has Chayi Oisher against Chayi Oisher, Aleph and Ayin, like verses, like a, the big match, McGregor versus Diaz is Oisher versus Oisher. One is with an Ayin, one's with an Aleph, and he speaks about how much more valuable Chayi Usher is than Oisher. Usher is better than Oisher. Oisher is well. That we, we want well, that's nice. Usher is like wealth plus. An Aisha doesn't necessarily have wealth or Aisha. The Ayin, if I'm confusing you, there's Ayin Shinresh, Ayin Vav Shinresh, which means wealth, and Aleph Vav Shinresh, Usher, which means fortunate. 
Well, if you have money, it doesn't mean you have wealth worth because you don't have wealth if you don't enjoy it or appreciate it or bring happiness. The Aleph type of Aisher means my son once said in the back seat of my car, Tati, I figured you out. When you say we're wealthy, you mean we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought you both. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was right. I said what he said. Some people are so, are so poor. All they have is money. What? Some people are so poor. All they have is money. What's your line? It's a good line. It's, 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 it's actually good line. says says it on his on his walls in his room. It's a very good line. That's it says in the wall. He said some people are so poor. All they have is money. <laughs> it's a good line. You saw Shapiro's walls, all those lines? Some absolutely stunning lines. And his sheer what? Mine's are He has good, if you go if you ever want to like be challenged a little, you open up your mind. Just but you might walk out like this. I can only read like one or two a day. If I do three, my trip home is destroyed. Like going yet. <laughs> Oh, but I want to. We get another one, Rebs. Yeah. So, Rebbe, my question was just that Ace of Cups, he had the intention of killing Yahoo. Then Hashem changed his mind. Like, obviously, the obvious question is is free will. But I'm not. I'm not even gonna like go into that. When it comes to the Jewish people, often that's that's posh like that. When it, it's a very good question. When it comes to the Jewish people, Hashem doesn't always give free reign to hurt us. There's something called free will. You have certain decisions. You don't get every decision in the world. When we have free will, we, it's not everything. We have free will. We have it's called nekudei sabachira. We have areas we have free will on. We always have areas. Esav doesn't get free reign to destroy the Jewish people. There's no such free will. Does any guy of the possible do anything? No. There's, there's My question was that, like, doing a miracle on the expense of someone else's brain is different than like let's say let's say he would try to kill him and then I don't know a wall would come up. That's one thing. Your 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 help. I hear you don't like. I hear you don't like. Yeah. Yeah, I hear, I hear. It's funny. It's, it's, Ash, it's funny you say that. There's, I saw one of the one of the Kadmonim say it says whoever starts up the Jewish people, kolametzay liyisrael gemar get nasereish, you become a head. So I saw one of the mefarshim say the reason, that's you, why, maybe the, the reason that's you become why a king, Godzog, the reason you become a king, the reason you become a king, good Ellie, good sharp Ellie. So it says Nas. <laughs> it says if you start Jewish people, you become a reish, you become the head. He said, Reish, that's what that good, intelligent Ellie. Says, says this Kadman that the reason you become the head is kings don't have the same Bechira. Leib Malach and Biyamluchu. Kings have less Bechira. So Hashem makes a Meitzar Yisrael a head to take away some of their decisions. What I wanted to say, everybody, so I wanted to end with this. The hours that's why Hillary didn't We all have to get. She <laughs> I, I do want to get ready for Shabbos Kodesh by us all, but I want to say one more thing. I just want to say, maybe tonight we'll talk about this more. I want to say that, again, when you were younger, this epic battle that Yaakov Avinu has with the Sarei Shalesav. Now, again, what the visual... 
my mind struggles to process what the visual. I try to picture. Was it like an MMA battle? It was like blood squirting out angels. Like I don't know how. You, there must be some technique to kick an angel. Like I would suspect your foot might go right through him and not really hurt him. Maybe, maybe so, kicked him with words. There was definitely something physical going on, and maybe he came in the tzur of a person. Yeah. I leave that to Avrami. I leave that to Avrami and to Rebekiva and others to like to, to really visualize this unbelievable, this epic battle for life that goes on till the end of time, till Mashiach comes. Adalaisa Shacher. But I want to say, I want to say, guys, something I'm not in the parish of this epic fight against Sarei Shaleso, who Chazal tell us the same person as the Eight Sahara. I want to say something from Ibn Asim I hate fights. I can't stand. From the youngest age, I remember a friend of mine was over. We were wa- trying to watch a football game, and he wanted to go to a boxing match. And he turned to a boxing match. I remember, I remember one of the bad guys' names. I remember one of the guys' names. I saw somebody punch another guy. I was like nauseous, and the scene like repeated in my mind. I can't stand fights. Says, I don't want to say it now. But it says, I don't, I, it's funny, I don't even know, I never like looked up anything about this guy. I have a recollection of his name. But listen to this, Raphael. The, the <laughs> little kids Leroy. is not even the other fight. Get that's on how the they play. But I, when you, I'm, talking, I'm not talking about little kids. One day you're little kids, that's a different, a whole different show. I'm talking about two adults that slug each other. And I just want to say, Rabbi Said, that Rabbi Nassim Vachfogel said, What's our attraction with sports? We all love sports, and many even love fighting. They love MMA, boxing, they like it, they consider it sport in its higher form. Why do we love sports, guys? It's easy to say, this guy against this guy, and what do you care? Reb Nassim Vachvah said something so intelligent, though, but I want you to hear this. Why do we love sports? This is so sophisticated. Instead of saying, you guys are a bunch of clowns, what do we care? And, you know, the Rebbe, like, in an unsophisticated way, says, you know, this, this chaya against this chaya, what's wrong? Rebbe, you could die I enjoy watching you. Reb Nassim strove to understand before he wanted to be understood. And he didn't just say it's a bunch of stupidity. Reb Nassim said the world loves sports. Why is that? The world's, it's one of the biggest industries in the world. Like One second. It's from the biggest industries in the world. Kemat from the biggest industries, Ellie, in the world. What is it that we love sport, that we go crazy? Billions of dollars in the world on sport. It's fascinating. When all of us think about rooting for laundry, it's so hard to understand. It's murders. Your guys trade. You just like the laundry when you boil it down. If their team would wear your laundry and your you're to wear their laundry. Like you're to see you're rooting for laundry. It's very dizzying. It's dizzying. So I'm not making fun of it. I love the Knicks lost. I'm still frustrated. But I'm, I didn't really think they'd have a chance. But the bottom line is... The bottom line is, Hevra. The bottom line is is that what Reb Nassim said, Ike, so intelligently, he didn't just, just write it off. If so many people are into it, you're silly just to say they're all clowns. So the whole world's a clown? <laughs> he said something so profound, Reb Nassim, it's like, and it's intelligent not to write off people, not to like, say, they're all stupid. No, what, but the world's not stupid. That's why they want the sports. The whole world's in the sports. So you have some Rebbe say, ah, they're all idiots. People aren't Obviously idiots. Obviously not. Said Reb Nassim so intelligently, we love a good fight. Sports is a fight. Two people competing. We love fights because we're born to fight. He said we all have a sense, the value of a good fight. 
sports is a good fight, two guys competing, trying to beat each other, trying to win at something. We love it because we're born to fight. Yes, we're born to fight. That's the ichor of life. This battle Yaakovino has with Sari Shalesov, you also have this fight. A guy described to me something when he told me about it, I was obsessive over him. I was like, what? And I realized that that's like life. This fight is like everything. And people's like of a boxing match, of MMA, of all fights, the shirish is because we, we, we all know that we're here to fight. Okay, that's not the fight. There's a different fight. But fighting is very attractive. It's, a, it's such a deeper point. Instead of just bitle of everything, there's a reason people are so fascinated. And the more it resembles, like a real tussle of a guy, you because that's, we, we like sense there's something real here. You're saying that's a why we like a good game. Yeah, yeah. We don't want Isn't that just amazing? A, no, he said we like a struggle. We like a struggle. Says, says, that's what Master Bachbaro said. The Messiah Sisharim describes the battle against the Sahara. He calls it Hamilchama, the battle. It's not a battle, it's the war. Mm-hmm. A guy described me, I told you this before, a Bachar described to me, there's a Maisa Shahayab, when he told it to me, I was like, it was like gripping, and it, I, it, it had the sense, we're born for this. There's a line from, I'm going to tell you the story in a second, the Balatanya says that if a guy's struggling with something, he says, after all these years, I'm still battling this. And he's like upset. The Balatanya says, thank Hashem, you're making a great kid of Shemayim. What are you trying to deprive Hashem of that kid of Shemayim? You're fighting for years, an, ep- an epic kid of Hashem. You're fighting because you want to be Mekad Hashem Shemayim, to follow Ratzna Hashem. Tremendous kid of Shemayim. Abacha told me, he had, he, had an, he had an addiction to, to see things, inappropriate things. And he took a vice, he went home. And he took a vice and he, he went home. He had a, all the triggers that you can have. There are triggers, these things go into your brain. Every trigger. A trigger is... I know what triggers, it, can you give me specific examples? Yes, smelling That's marijuana. The trigger. All different types of stresses. If his mother says it, so it could be a trigger. There are guys who walk into Manhattan, could be a trigger. I promise it's physical. Scientists could see chemicals in the brain that go off. The guys that, yeah, could see triggers that make it. What If the Nisayan from a 1 to 10 was a 4, he can walk into a certain place and it becomes a 9. I spoke about the smell of marijuana. I promise you there are guys just smelling it. It sets off chemicals in the brain. doesn't mean it's an inus. It becomes almost, a, don't do it good or bad. It's a trigger. The guy, something set off in his brain, the Nisayan is entirely different from the smell. It's called a trigger. Anybody who has challenges has to identify triggers and your establishes to try to avoid triggers or to at least know about them. If you know your trigger was set, you could have, you could have things. Whenever my trigger is set, I do this. You, you do something whenever you make a certain phone call. You trigger. I know a guy. Whenever he hits a trigger, he makes a phone call to somebody else. Anytime. He trained himself. Trigger calls up. This guy, help. Quick. The trigger was set. There are people who have triggers, and they can see it in your brain. Things start working in there. Chemicals are released. You mean this fellow stops the trigger when he, when he identifies something like I don't say so. he makes a phone call maybe to somebody who can then help him. Hey, fire, fire, there's a trigger set off. 
What? The person comes running and helps him. The assistance of somebody else. It's also their ways. If you hold out, if you can break a train, you could somehow, you'll hear this story, you'll see how the trigger got broken. This guy had every trigger in his life went off that day. He described to me certain stresses that would set off things, certain triggers that would come. All the triggers were set and he went home to do an Avera. He said he had the vice in his hand to do the Avera and he fought for one hour. I can't fathom that. You know a person, I don't know if you know one person in the world who for an hour in that matzah fought, for one hour, who's Mekadashem Shemayim, for one hour. After that, he's a tiger, this guy. He's one of the most, he's one of the strongest people I've ever met. My son always called my son knows also one of the strongest people we ever met. We were driving yesterday, Ponti said this guy's name, that he was saying, this, even this guy as strong as this guy, he doesn't know, he was talking about something. He's not strong physically, he's a strong person. He fought for one hour of Kiddush Shemayim, epic, a Godel story for one hour. He said after the hour he had nothing left to fight. He was crying and he's being Nechshal now. He's about to be Nechshal, that's it, he can't. He said he was done, he decided he's doing Nechshal, he can't. One hour of fighting, he was Mekadashem Shemayim, he changed the world for an hour. And then he went down to press the button, that's it, he can't anymore. And then the entire house, I promise you, it happened a few months ago, the entire electricity in the house went off. The vice needed the electricity of the house, I don't know exactly the nature of it. I promise you, for eight minutes, the entire electricity, I promise you, the guy's a normal, he's the last guy to say such a, like a crazy story. It's just what happened. For eight minutes, the light went off from the entire house, blackout for eight minutes. After the eight minutes, there was no problem, he had no sign. Which is also a good lesson of how to beat it. If you can have an eight, if you can have something that breaks the the cycle, but it's hard. It's not pushing. It's like, but eight, eight minutes like when, when the lights went back on, it was done. Hashem basically gave him a hug and a kiss. It was done. There was no there was no nesayim left. It was broken. Eight minutes. He fought for an hour. Lights went off. Eight minutes. Yeah. You, it does what? Isn't that amazing? Break the trigger. If you know about these triggers, it's good to know about these things. If a person identifies, not addicts have triggers also. And if you identify triggers, you can respond in kind. They're all different tricks. You need to create your own eight-minute blackout that somehow breaks from the trigger to the action. You need to figure out a delay. If the guy could say, every time the trigger makes a phone call, the guy in the phone could talk him at it. You need some his eight minutes the light going out broke the whole whatever the trigger to the action it, he before fought for quick before you even have time yeah to yeah yeah, yeah he went right so he what is the trigger everybody's triggers are different a trigger is an event that by that causes something really yeah, yeah yeah people have a guy told me he walks into Manhattan he did enough things that he walks in here that's a trigger for him he says he sees he was going to Manhattan so all of a sudden he said he found himself like trying to run certain places it was a trigger in his brain he had associations he had, yeah yeah in, in the professional world of addictions they won't let you back there was a bacher I could tell you a mice shine there was a bacher who was starting after Sukkot he was going to rehab and he wanted to come here for El I didn't let and I told him if he comes El and his Nechshel, after he comes out of Rehab, he's going to suck his time, they're not going to let you back here. 
I don't want there's any associations here with your Avera. They don't let you go back to the same environment because your environment triggers, so they never let you back, never. Because your environment is full of all your triggers, so they preferably don't want you back in your same environment. They'll rarely, unless there's a huge reason, they'll rarely let you back to your same environment, not for a long time. That eventually you'll have to learn after a long time of practice and you have other habits, maybe you can go back there. People describe the triggers they're having houses, crazy things that they identify stress in the house, their house is literally a trigger they feel in their head. Things like start, but they learn tricks, and sometimes you have to go back to the environment, they learn all different tricks, how to cope once they're triggers. That's, identifying these things are big, because you're not blindsided. You knew, like you said, Rami said, that guy did that, or whatever his trick was, they're all different tricks. The reason I'm saying this, Rabbi, says we, learn, we, we study in the parasha that epic fight, Yaakov against Sari Shalesov, the only battle that's worthy of celebrating. There is a fight that's precious. I say I'm against fighting. There's a fight that's, that's important. The fight against the Yitzhar. When I relate, a guy fought for an hour. It's like, wow, you're born for that fight. That's the fight we're born for. That's the greatest Kiddush Shemaim of our lives. When you see guys... When you see guys work out, it's cool. A guy's working out, he's chiseled. A person who honestly is a strong person of choice, of his decision, against, and he's a chiseled beast. He's, that guy's Ellie David. He's, he's a chiseled monster. When I'm speaking about this kid as one of the strongest people I know, that's a gorgeous picture of the beater of Sarish Elisav. This battle that happens till Mashiach, till the coming of dawn. Till Mashiach comes, this epic battle against Sari Shalesav is the battle that we are born to fight. We're born to battle. Of course, we need Siyat HaDishmaya. But that's the fight. That's a beautiful fight that we are born to win. Maybe over Shabbos. Maybe. We'll talk more about that great fight. Have an excellent Shabbos. Do we know what time? Yeah. Good on Shabbos. Today is 422, Rabbi. Oh, so is Morty Hammer here?